If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Hebrews 1, 13 and 14. I'm going <clears> to... <throat> you know, there's sometimes I stand behind this pulpit and I stand here with a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge on a subject because I've lived it. Brother... Wilson and I were talking before the service. We were talking about how temptation and some people are tempted in one area and other people aren't. And, and uh, there's a common temptation to mankind, but I'm, I'm actually speaking on a subject I have no clue what I'm talking about. I am certainly not an expert on this subject. Um, I will get into a little bit, but I do know what the Bible says about this subject, but I am not an expert, I'll tell you that right now, so I'll act like one, so everybody kind of smile and nod their head like they know what I'm talking, I know what I'm talking about, and, but Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13 through 14, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make mine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation? You may be seated. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach on angels. And again, I'm not an expert about this. I'm just going to teach about what the Bible says. Just because of the subject I'm, I'm currently studying, it's just I have, I have to teach on this because of where I'm going, um, I have to balance it out. It has to be balanced, so I, have to, I, I must teach on angels. And, and again, this is a subject that we, can, we need to stay in the middle of the road on. We can get off to one side or the other. We can say that there's no such thing as angels. We can be like the, the Sadducees that didn't believe in in the resurrection, didn't believe in, in the spiritual, the angels, and, and we can be on that side of it, or we can be on the other side where we're seeing angels all the time, and, and angels are involved in everything, and, and, um, and maybe there is some people that can see angels all the time, but I'm not one of them. So, <clears throat> so first of all, uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 and 17 it tells us that that angels are and again I'm going to just teach this is probably going to be pretty dry and boring uh, because I'm just going to teach out of the Bible what what the Bible tells us about angels and of course there is a lot to be said about angels in the Bible and I'm not going to try teaching any deep things or anything like that because I don't know any deep things on angels. I would just have to uh, regurgitate something I heard somebody else say or I'd have to read it and, and just be a parrot and parrot what somebody else says because I don't have those experiences with angels that a lot of people, I've read the books. I mean, I, I, does anybody love to read about angels? Anybody? Nobody loves to read? Nobody likes to hear any stories about angels? No, I mean we have we have some. I I can't I couldn't get to them because they're all my books are packed away. But um, 
I think it's Oma and Angels. Is that the one? There's one that just, it's all, all stories about angels. And it's biblical, right? It's biblical. So I enjoy reading them. I have, I don't know how many books on angels we have at home. Just, just because it's, um, it's uplifting to read about. And some of them you just scratch your head. The stories, you kind of scratch your head on them and say, I mean, it's, it's like crazy. They're crazy. But Colossians 1 Chapter 1, verse 16 through 17. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. It's, you know, like I said, there is no doubt that angels are. it's consistent throughout the Bible of, of angels. And um, so there, it's clearly taught in the Bible. They, they did not always exist because they were, they were created. God created them just like he created mankind, how he, he created the earth and everything in it, the whole universe, everything was created by him. And um, <clears throat> they're, not just, they're not spirits of departed people or they're not glorified human beings, they were actually created beings by God. They are ambassadors of God, they belong to his heavenly court, and their will is is to give God perfect service, perfect service. Uh, they They have the advantage over man in that they're heavenly hosts and they are God's ambassadors, and they were created servants and they remain servants, and they're, we were actually, Hebrews tells us that we were created a little, well, it actually is talking about Jesus, right? He, man, mankind, Jesus as a man was created a little lower than, than angels. So at this point, we are a little lower than angels. Um, <clears throat> so, but mankind, that, that's actually going to, I don't know if I have that in here, but that's actually going to switch though. Because what is it, 1 Corinthians 6, where it talks about judging, where uh, Paul says, don't you know that we're going to judge angels? Now, I don't know where Paul, where Paul, does anybody know where Paul pulls that from? I'm not sure where he pulls that from. I was thinking about that this morning. I'm thinking, is there some place in the Old Testament where Paul pulls that, where it's like, hey, you... It, he's saying like, hey, you know we're going to judge angels. We're so, and also we're going we're to actually rule over angels when, when, uh, in eternity. So at this point, we're a little lower than angels, but that's going to flip-flop. For whatever reason, I don't know, but that's what the Bible tells us. So, so but we, right now we enjoy the, their ministry. And I would, I would say... <clears throat> My opinion on this, this is my opinion, is the scripture I read in, first, in Hebrews chapter one, it says they're, um, ministering, they're ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who, are, who shall be heirs of salvation. So apparently that angels minister to the saved people. I don't know if that's, that's my opinion, that's what the Bible, that's what you can deduct out of this verse. Yes, no, 
could be. That's my opinion. So, and we will finally judge them. So we are in, again, Hebrews chapter 1, verse, verse 14. They are, are they not all ministering spirits? So they are created beings. They are, angels are created, created um, beings. Their activities include guarding and protecting us. That's Psalms 34, verse 7 and 91, 11, and Hebrews 1, 14. And um, they they, they also join us in worshiping God, Hebrews 12, 22. And other names for angels in the Bible are the sons of God, holy ones, spirits, watchers in, in Daniel, thrones, dominions, principalities, and authorities in Colossians 1, 16. And the, and the host of heaven are, are the army, armies of heaven in Psalms 1, uh, 48 and verse 2. So they can only be in one place at one time. An angel can only be in one place because they're created like every other created being. They can only be in one place at one time. They're not omnipresent. They're um, limited. We are just like us. We're limited to one place at one time. But it, but it does look like, I mean, I, don't, I fully don't understand this stuff. I, don't, I, can't, compre I can't comprehend this is, um, uh, you know, there, there appears to be in the, from the Bible that there can be multiple, multiple angels at the same place at the same time. And this is, you can deduct this by a couple of scriptures. And one of them is Luke chapter eight and verse 30, where, it, where Jesus finds a man that's, that's possessed and he asks them, what's your name? And he says, legion. Well, and, and, and it says legion for there are many. So what, what it's saying is that there's a legion is, would be like a, lo, a Roman re, legion, which was 3,000 uh, 3, to 6,000 uh, men, army men, uh, soldiers. So there was, if it was, doesn't mean that, but it does say there's many. But then you talk about Jesus. The other scripture is Jesus. Jesus said, I could call, I could call 12 legions of angels, which is up to 72,000 angels to help him. He could call that. So they can only be at one place at one time, but it appears that there can be many at one place at one time. And I don't, well... I got lots of questions. Does anybody have questions? Not to ask me, but do, do you have, do you question? You have lots of, it seems like, well, it shouldn't say it seems like, I know it. The more I learn about God, the more questions I have. I mean, I, when I think back or when I got in the church, I had a few questions, but now that I've learned some things, I have way more questions than I used to have. Sometimes it gets, it, it gets mind-boggling. I, I always write questions down when I'm studying. What about this? What about that? What about, and, and unfortunately, I can't answer. I, by the time I get studying, done studying, I can't answer my questions. I can answer some of them, but I can't answer all of them. So when were they created? This is uh, <clears throat> um, 
when did, when did God create the, uh, the angels? In Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 through 2, the, there's two views on this, two views that I know of. I don't know if there's more than that. But two views is, one view would be that they sometime in, before the sixth day because of, they take this because of Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 through 2. And thus, thus the heavens and the earth were finished in all the host of them. This is on the sixth day. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which, was, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. So that would be one view of it. it sometime in creation, in the, the, um, the narrative of creation in Genesis chapter one, that God created angels, but he didn't, he didn't really document it. He didn't say anything about it. And I like my, personally, I would rather take, I take Job chapter 38, verse four through seven, where, where Job goes and he's, Job and his three friends are talking and they have all these answers to all the questions. And, and then finally, God speaks up in chapter 38 and he says, where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who has laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest? Or who has stretched the line there upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars, which sang, which are angels, together and all the sons of, of, of God shouted for joy. So, in, so I, from Job chapter 38, it looks like, and to me, it looks like angels were created sometime back before God created the heavens and the earth. So, and how many? Hebrews twelve twenty two says, how many angels were created? But ye, ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and into an innumerable company of angels innumerable the multitude of angels is beyond number you know and, and um, uh, you know when in second kings Elijah is looking up and and he sees the the chariots of fire and and uh, but his servant couldn't and and uh, so that it shows that they were all around them you know so scripture doesn't give us doesn't give us a figure, but it, it's apparently a large number. Hmm. Hebrews chapter one and verse 14 says, says uh, and they are not all ministering spirits. Are they not all ministering spirits? Sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation. <clears throat> Psalms 104 verse 4 said, who making his angels spirits, his ministers of fire, of flaming fire. So they're, it, they are spiritual beings. Angels, again, this is common sense. Like everybody probably knows this. They're, they're, spiritual, they're spiritual beings. Luke chapter 24 and verse 39, Jesus says, behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself, handle me and see, for the spirit has not flesh and bones as ye see me have. So Jesus tells us that a spirit, 
the, you know, whether it's an evil spirit, an angel, they don't have flesh and bones. <clears throat> they don't normally, these angels do not normally have physical bodies, although they have known to appear, appear in physical, physical forms, yet they are they're still, still, still spiritual beings. They cannot be seen by, God, by us unless God gives us a special ability to see them. For example, would be Elijah and his servant. <clears throat> so I guess, has anybody ever seen a, an angel? Nobody? Sister Jody, any, Sister Roxanne, you see? No, no. A couple, Sister Williams. A couple people. You and I, I don't know what to, well, this is actually a different, this is actually later on in this uh, lesson, but I guess I'm not sure. When I studied for this, I thought, you know, I thought to myself, you know, why, why don't, you know, because I know there isn't a whole lot of, I kind of figured I would get that. I would just get a few people saying that they've seen angels, and I've never seen an angel. I, try, I thought about that when I was studying. I thought, have I ever seen an angel? I don't ever remember seeing an angel. I guess I would probably remember that. It wouldn't be something I would forget. And, um, and I thought, you know, as prevalent as it is in the Bible, why don't, don't more people see it, see angels? I, I'm not sure why, and I'm thinking, is that right? Should I see angels? But God is the one that lets us see them, right? He opens our eyes to, to be able to view them. So, <clears throat> where am I at here? Evidently, there's no gender among the, the angels. It's, uh, even though they are referred to in masculine form and, and the two names of angels in the Bible, Michael and Gabriel are masculine names. Um, you know, and, and the other thing is they don't, have, they don't have wings and feathers on them as shown by most artists. And um, Matthew chapter 22, verse 30, I'll make a comment about that later. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor given in marriage, but they are as the angels of God in heaven. So it clearly states that, that this verse, that, that angels, they, they don't marry and they don't die. So there's different, I, I, have, I have four different types of angels, or probably, I would say there's, you'd have angels, you'd just, You'd have angels in five different types. Five, one would be angels, and then there's archangels, which would be Michael in Daniel chapter 10 and verse 13 and Jude verse nine, and Gabriel in Daniel chapter eight and verse 16. And so this title actually indicates a, a rule or authority over other angels, is what the title indicates. And uh, Michael is called the pr one of the prince, the chief princes in, in Daniel chapter 10. And he, he uh, appears to be a leader in the, 
angelic army in Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 through 8. And there was war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. So there's angels, archangels, there's cherubims. So this is... Uh, in, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 24, they were given the task of guarding the, the, uh, the entrance of the Garden of Eden. And God is said to be enthroned on the cherubim or to travel with the cherubim as his chariots in Psalms 18 and 10 and Ezekiel 10, 1 through 2. And I assume that's, that's not figurative speaking. So over the... The Ark of the Covenant of the Old Testament were, were um, the two wings uh, that, that touched each other. And um, these were the also cherubims. And then there's a seraphim, which are mentioned in Isaiah chapter 6. And they are the ones that continually said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And that's the only mention of them, them in the Bible. And then there's another one. And I'm not sure if this is, I would guess, this, this, it's a created being, and it's called the, the living creatures. It's in Ezekiel in Revelation, where it has the, the four faces. And um, it has the face of a lion, an ox, a man, and an eagle. And these, I'm not exactly sure. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm walking in uncharted territory here. If anybody can explain this stuff to me, I'd be happy to hear, hear from them. But, you know, it would be a lot of times to explain things, you have to have some experiences, right? You have to have some experiences to, because biblically, I don't know how you'd explain some of these, some of these, but anyhow, <clears throat> so... In Revelation and Ezekiel, they, you know, the, the the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle. We we do know that, you know, they are um, they're some of the mightiest representation of of parts of God's creation. There's the wild beast, the lion, the domesticated animal, the ox, and the human being would be man, and and the birds, the eagle. And but what that means, I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure. I can just give you the facts on it. And so those are the, the various different types of, of, um, of uh, created beings according to the Bible. And they have different, they have different power and authority. And, and Daniel chapter 10, verse 8 through 13 shows us this. It says, therefore I was left alone, and this is, this is Daniel speaking, therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision, and there remaineth no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into co corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then, I was, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face turned my face toward the ground." And behold, uh, an hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words 
that I speak unto thee and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this, this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God, thy word was heard, and I, came, and I am come for thy word. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief priests, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. So here it, it tells us that, that this angel was having a tough time getting to Daniel, but lo, Michael, one of the chief priests, or princes, uh, came to help me. So he came and helped him. So there's a, apparently there is some authority within. You got archangels that are, that are in charge of, of uh, angels and over them. And, and here there's, you know, this angel probably called on to him and he came and, and helped him. And angels have great power. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 11, whereas angels which are great in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. Psalms 103, verse 20, bless the Lord, ye his angels that, ex that excel in strength and do, that do his commandments, hearken unto the voice of the, his word. So one angel in, in Isaiah smote 185,000 Assyrians. I thought of another example. What other example did I, since I wrote that down? Uh, can't think of it now. Same, another example I thought of. And then in one angel, it takes one angel to, to lay hold on Satan and bind him in, in Revelation. And uh, they are called mighty angels in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7. And angels, like I said, the, you know, the Bible, at, some of this stuff that I, I'm going to just read here is, um, is why I started thinking about this. I started thinking about, well, why isn't angels more prevalent in the church? And because... Um, in the, in the ministry of Jesus Christ, there was the angels announced uh, his virgin birth, or to, he, the coming of, the, of Jesus was announced to both Mary and Joseph by angels. Angels were present at his birth, his resurrection, his ascension, and will accompany, accompany, him, accompany him in his return. And... Uh, there was also angels at the temptation in the wilderness. So there was angels all throughout the ministry of Jesus. And uh, angels have a place in the ministry of the church. In Psalms 34 and verse 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth around them that fear him and delivereth them. The idea is that the angel guards, stands guard and protects. <clears throat> Psalms 91 and verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in thy way. So God will, God will order his angels for, to protect us, protect us according to Psalms 91. In Luke chapter 15 and verse 10, likewise I say unto you, 
There is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. There's re rejoicing uh, when sinners repent. And then Hebrews 1.14, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? They are all servants to assist and care for God's people. So we, ha we have this and Boy, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. But one thing the angels do not do is they, they don't preach the gospel. And in Acts chapter 10, the angel actually told Cornelius to send for a preacher, right? The, the preaching of the gospel is actually for you and I. <clears throat> so, one of the questions I have do we have a guardian, guardian angel? Do we have a guardian angel? You know, it, it clearly, the Bible clearly teaches us that God, God uses angels for protection, right? It, it clearly teaches that, but do we all have a personal angel assigned to us to protect us? And <clears throat> here's a couple of scriptures. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. So that's one of the verses where you could get that, that because uh, here Jesus is saying, you know, don't despise one of these little ones because they have a, they're, they're angels, do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. So one of the interpretations of that scripture could be that there is personal angels for these little, these little uh, children in heaven always beholding God's face. That would be interpretation. And then you have Acts chapter 10, 12 and verse 15. And of course this isn't, this is scripture but it's somebody saying, so, um, <clears throat> and this is where Peter gets imprisoned by Herod. The angel comes up and taps him and he has to put his sandals on, the gate gets opened and, and he comes before, uh, knocks on the house, I can't remember whose house it is, Road I think comes, comes and answers the door and, and, um, and they say unto her, so she goes and says, she doesn't even answer the door, she just hears Peter's voice and, and then she goes and, and tells them and, the, and, and they say unto her, and they say unto her, thou art mad because she constantly affirmed that it was even so. So in other words, she kept saying, yes it is, it's, it's Peter. And they, then said they, it is his angel. It is his angel. So, but, but Peter before there in, in Acts chapter 10 says that God sent his angel. So these would be two scriptures that whether we have a personal garden angel or not, I don't know if that is. I know Brother Walters, I remember Brother Walters years ago teaching from Matthew chapter 18 and he said, and I don't remember if he said we had a guardian angel, I'm not sure, but he did say this, he said, we, were we are signed, assigned an angel and that angel goes around and writes down everything we do is what he said. 
So, and I don't know where he got that. I don't remember. That's all I remember about that teaching. So, um, so why did God create angels? Why did God create angels? You know, God could just do it himself, right? So how do we know, how do we know when there's an angel involved and there's no angel involved? Or is there always an angel involved? <clears throat> how do we know? How do we know the difference between if it's, if it's God, you know, you can feel God's spirit, right? You can feel God's spirit. You know God's in the place. You can, so how do you know that there's angels involved in the place or if there's, and um, how do you know that? How can we tell that? You want me to give you the answer? I wish I could. <laughs> Everybody's nodding their head. Yeah, give me the answer. Yeah. So, you know, why? What's the purpose? You know, I got, I got a few purposes here that I can think of. There's probably a lot more. There's probably, <clears throat> but, you know, one thing, you know, it shows God's great love and plan for our lives, right? The Bible, because, uh, you know, it shows that, you know, why ever, why God uses it, why God, I don't know why he did it. I don't know why God did that, but he did it, right? The Bible tells us that he did it, and he uses angels, and it shows us that, that um, I guess if we're going to be attacked by the, the other side of the angels, right, he's going to give us two-thirds more angels to help us out, and um, so he, he, it shows a great love that God has for us. He, um, the angels sinned. There was judgment. We got a second chance. They were in eternity. We weren't. And we get a second chance. God's great love for us. And, you know, God, God uses angels. Oh, boy. Oh, I do have that. So God, God does use angels throughout the Bible to carry out his plan for our lives. You look at, like, for example, I mentioned Peter. For whatever reason, I suppose we could think of a million different ways that God could have got Peter out of that situation, right? How many different ways he could have did it. And, um, <clears throat> but he chose to use an angel, and he uses angels to, uh, to bind Satan. He uses angels to, to uh, kill the 185,000 Assyrians. The list goes on and on why he, he uses it in plan for mankind and to deal with mankind and judgment, even judgment. I've, I remember hearing a tape years ago about, about um, it was... I cannot think. He was an old-time Pentecost preacher, and he was preaching. I heard the tape, and he's he's preaching this this tape, and he's and he's talking about the the death angel just the death angel just came into this sanctuary, 
And it's like, boy, it got, it got intense. He's, you know, and he's talking, and I, apparently there's a death angel. I don't know, is there one death angel or there a lot of death angels? There must be many of them if, if they, there's a lot of people dying at the same time, right? And they can only be in one place at one time. I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm uh, in uncharted territory here. So, and this is a man preaching, and I assume he's preaching the truth, and he's seen the death angel come into the sanctuary, and he was, and I don't remember, this has been a long time ago, I listened to this tape, and, um, and I don't remember what happened during that, but, but um, <clears throat> so they carry out God's judgment. Angels... Angels also remind us that there is an unseen world. You know, we, does anybody ever forget that? There's an unseen world. There's a, that it isn't just what we look at. There's actually something more going on here. There's a realm that we, that there's a realm in this place right now that we cannot see. And I don't know how to describe it other than with those, that terminology. We cannot see this spiritual realm that we cannot see God as a spirit. God doesn't have flesh and blood. God's, that God doesn't have a body, he's a spirit. And we can't see this realm. We can, we can feel it with, our, with the Holy Spirit that's within us. We can, I don't know exactly how that all works either, but somehow we can feel it. We can feel the opposite, right? We can feel the opposite. We can feel the opposite side, the dark side of that. We can feel the. We can feel God. We can feel the dark side of, of that. And I, I've never seen the dark side of that. I've felt it. I felt. I feel God, whether it's angels or whether it's God's presence, whatever it is. I can. We can feel that. But with with angels, with reading, this is truth. What I'm preaching. And of course, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, uncertainty with my teaching. I give you an option. You can, well, where, when were they created? I don't, you can take your pick. It doesn't really matter when they were created. They were created. Angels were created. There is an unseen world. And the Bible is, angels are a verification that there is this unseen world out there. And they do manifest themselves. They, um, the the Bible, the the Bible tells us that we can entertain them unaware, right? Through we can enter we so whether we entertained a, an angel or not, we we don't know, right? We every everybody that didn't raise their hands maybe could have raised their hands because we just did not know that we entertained an angel. So, but the, and I mentioned this at the beginning of my teaching a, a few weeks back. At, in 2008, the Barna Group, they did a, a survey on self-described Christians. And they said 40%, they, 40% um, of the Christians, these are self-described Christians, agreed that Satan is not a living being, but is a symbol of evil. 19% somewhat agreed with them, that statement. 
And then 26% strongly disagreed with that. They believed that Satan is a living, is a living being and he's a symbol of, of um, evil. And 9% somewhat believed. So a majority of the people did not believe that there was an actual spiritual being called Satan. A, a majority, 59% strongly agreed or somewhat agreed. So we need a reminder that the unseen world is real. That there is a real unseen world. If Brother Walters is correct with his interpretation of Matthew chapter 18 and verse 10, that there is an angel that's going, I'm not by myself ever. There's an angel. There is an angel that was assigned to me to write everything down. Everything gets written down. And um, of course, the bad stuff can be erased, right? We don't have to deal. But our motives, our good stuff, even our good stuff with our motives would be written down and it, it would go to the white throne judgment and we would be judged whether it's, it's, it's uh, uh, hay, stubble, or gold. It's going to make it through the fire if we're going to actually get rewards for it. So we can, do, we can do things, we can do good things for the wrong reason. And we will be judged by that at the white throne judgment. Is that correct? Is it the white throne judgment? That's what I'm having a tough time here. So any, anyhow, one of the judgments... I'll just say that. It might not be the white throne. I cannot think right now. So, so we, they do remind of us of an unseen world. And they're examples of us, for us. They are, they are obedient. If God says, and in fact, he, he teaches us how to pray, he said, he, he says in Matthew chapter 6, he said, Your, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so in, in heaven, he's gonna, he says something and his will gets carried out. His will gets done. We, um, we are the only creatures that we don't carry out God's will. And unfortunately, it's not going to be good for us for not carrying out God's will. So in heaven, it's God's will. He says it, it's done. On earth, he says it and we might do it. His word, we might obey it, we might not. But it's, it's examples for us in obedience and examples of us in, in worship. And so in closing, you know, I know I remember Brother Conroy talking about, I don't know, he talked about when he was in Israel and he was stuck in Israel, in Jerusalem, and he said he was sitting on a bench and he said he could see, he could see, he didn't have no money to get back to, I don't remember if he was in Jordan or where he was, I can't remember. He was stationed out of and he said he could see somebody come walking to him from far off and he said he knew he knew that person was coming to see and he said 
the traffic was going and, and that person just kept walking and, that, and he, said, he said that person was an angel and came up to him. I don't remember if he gave him money or what he did or he told him what bus to get on or something like that. Or, and, um, and then he gave the story about when he was, I think he was in Bible college and the guy, his roommate had seizures. Remember that story? And, he, and um, he had seizures, and, and he said it was actually an evil spirit. I, I think it came into the room, and, and, and then the guy, he had seizures, and then and he told that. I think he prayed for it, and then somebody within the, the, um, the Bible college said, no, that's not right. Well, then the kid started having seizures again. But, but it, some people get to see, right? Some people get to see angels. Other people do not, but it's an example for, there are examples for us. We, we know there's an unseen world, but again, Hebrews 13.2 says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers for where thereby have some entertained angels unawares. Let's stand. So again, I taught on, this is a positive side of our, our war that we're fighting is we have help from angels. God is good enough and gracious enough to give us help. And even though we can't see it, and even though we, don't, we can't determine whether it's an angel helping us, whether it's God helping us, whatever it is, but God does give us angels to minister to the heirs of salvation. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Jesus. We pray in your precious name that you touch and strengthen each and every one of us. Lord, we pray that we'd be aware of the unseen, that we would be aware that we're not alone. We pray that you'd touch us and work with us, strengthen us. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. You're dismissed for a few minutes in Jesus' name.